gonna put my headphones down. Put my headphones down. Alright. Let's go. In a world of countless Zoom meetings and millions of hours of movies, one zesty zebra and a frisky panda save the world one podcast at a time. Starring Marlon, Alex. Welcome to a new episode. It's a very special episode. It's a November episode. It's the very first November episode. And we only yep. do two a month. Yeah, we're just going to do two of them. Yeah. <laughs> very first out shaving. of two. Yeah. So I'm not shaving either. It's no shave November. What is it? Movember? I don't remember. Whatever it is. Yeah. In honor... Also, I've heard no nut November, but that's different. What the... F- For real? <laughs> This is, bro, this is That's, a rated G podcast. Tr- you can't be saying that. That was, tr- that was trending on the Twitter. No nut November. Oh, okay. I'm guessing you're not supposed to eat peanuts or something. But, okay, all right. I mean, Thanksgiving, I guess. Like, I can see that Veterans Day. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're growing out our beards. Yeah, for November. And we decided and, to uh, select films for November that are all based off of beards. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, a few days ago, uh, Sir Sean Connery passed away. So we're definitely going to talk about one of his Rest films. Peace. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like he wa- he was rocking a beard in almost every one of his Yep. Indiana his Jones, movies. for sure. Although, oh, I don't remember. 007, he, he wasn't. Wear? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because... I feel like James Bond would be clean shaved. He was clean shaved. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. He did look yeah, kind of weird, then, though. <laughs> dude, he's probably the most iconic 007. Like, true. When you think of 007, it's always Sean Connery and maybe Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig yeah. now. Which I I didn't look it up. We should have looked that up. But I think Sean Connery did like way one or two, maybe the most. James no Bond, he didn't no. do much. Maybe he did a lot. But actually. he was iconic. You're right. Yeah. But um, I mostly know him from uh, um, from Indiana Jones for sure. Me too. That's how I remember him. Just like him talking to his son, and and getting into that adventure of his. Which, by the way, I think I just looked it up. He does not have a beard. For James Bond. Nope, I knew it. So he's always he's clean. clean shaven. Always. Yeah, which also in that movie, the Indiana Jones movie. Yep. Um, he's only like fifteen years young, older than um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. So it's not like he could have been his dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like crazy. the dad son row. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. He was a yeah. teen dad. <laughs> For real, <laughs> teen dad and growing a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but what we chose is one that he, the movie where what you watched in honor of him uh, was The Rock. Yep. He does have a beard in that one the whole time. Yep. He's also a British spy, which name Frank. Maybe he's Mason James Bond or something like that, right? Was it Frank yeah. Mason? 
John Mason. John, John Mason? Mason. Okay. John Mason, yeah. It's, uh, it's just a typical male name, Frank or John. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dude, um, this movie was... I love The Rock, man. It was my favorite movie when I was younger. Yep. I remember. Uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I this movie is a movie I've rented several times in Blockbuster. Oh man, I could see that because your dad loves action films, and I'm sure your dad was the one who selected it. Dude, this movie was great. It was fun. Um, I do I did get some random facts about it, but we'll talk about it more later. But yeah, I I liked it. So you said you had your girlfriend watch it for the first time? Yes. And she told me in the middle of the film that she went to Alcatraz. And I've never been there. Have you? I've never been there. So How did she get tickets? Well, she went with her mom years ago. And oh, the, so every time they were in Alcatraz, like, well, which is like more yeah. than half the film, I asked her, like, is did, did they film this in Alcatraz? And she's like, yes. Nope. That scene, yes. That what? scene, yes. So some scenes were what definitely scenes? in Alcatraz. Uh, the cells apparently were exactly like it. Uh, and she said it was that was exactly the cells that they used. So, but I didn't research any of this. So she was telling me like right, certain right. things were like legit, exactly like it. Because they recreated the whole thing here in Hollywood. So it, it was filmed in the same in the same uh, studio that they filmed uh, the Wizard of Oz, which is one of the biggest studios. Yeah. Um. Which yeah, like just about shooting stuff. Maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe there's some scenes that look alike, but I know for sure when they're in the sewer, it's in the studio. Yeah, yeah. She, she said, like, I'm pretty when, sure the sewers are not like that in Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. When he comes out, when they come out and they all get shot. Yeah, that in the shower scene. scene. That is in the studio as well here. The part where they're writing a freaking, like, train tracks, like, that's ridiculous, yeah, by the way. that's too much like Indiana okay. Jones. I was joking about it. Ex- okay, you know why? <laughs> why? Do you know why? Because they used the same exact 200 feet of tracks from Indiana Jones. Oh, man. In this movie. So, okay, you know at the end when they crash yeah. and they, like, sort of try to go and hang on to... The, yeah, the, the other track section. that is kind of like like it's going like not on tracks but like hanging yeah 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 on the ropes or whatever so originally it was so, supposed to be all hanging no tracks but they were running out of money so they're like we can't fucking build this so he's like what can we afford then and they're <laughs> like well we have this leftover tracks from Indiana Jones and he goes let's get it and so they got it so they just reused the same things from Indiana Jones. Wow. The same tracks That's and so the same That's so funny because I was just joking around saying, like, this is Indiana Jones, like, the whole time. <laughs> and there's only 200 meters. So, bro, bro, I mean, 200 bro. feet. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, dude, you so, just said 200 sorry, feet. Yeah. <laughs> he went so, to 200 meters. So, so it's not. If you, that's not a lot. That's nothing. So that's like a in, in the scene is like five minutes long. So it's like, True. so they had to redo it over and over and over and over again. So it was just, it's not a block, is it? It's like it's not roughly. even a, it's not even a full football field. Football's field is three hundred feet. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's crazy. The same thing, you know what, another weird, funny, crazy thing about them shooting? What? You know the whole car chasing? The one that was filmed in the city? That was actually filmed in the city. Yeah. But they only filmed it in two blocks of the city. Yeah, I've noticed something was off because some of the signs were not the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so... Um, they were, like, different colors. So I'm like, uh, that's not, yeah. like, San Francisco. But, it, I mean, it is in San Francisco. They filmed in San Francisco, right? Yeah. But they could only get permission to blo- to film in two blocks. Okay. So they had to shoot from different angles. So it seemed like it was a longer chase. Yeah. And in different places. But really, it all happened in one single street uh two blocks damn that's um, nuts two blocks yeah they also had to get five thousand signatures of people in that area yeah. saying that it was okay for them to, to um, film and to film. burn and blow up <laughs> stuff and anyone that lived in those two blocks for i think they filmed for like a couple of days for like a week or so they had to pay for their uh, ballet, like a private ballet to Whoa. all of those people that lived in there. Yeah. I've noticed in some of those scenes, uh, it was getting too dark for the cameraman. So they actually used lights, artificial lights to light the faces on everyone. So <laughs> the, you can tell like they were filming for way too long certain scenes. In the same, and it's like, it's a way of making, I mean, it's pretty clever because he has to... You have two blocks to make it. It's a five-minute long chase. Like, yep. So it's pretty clever that they pulled it off because you don't really notice that they're essentially in a treadmill. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Also, it's why, like, you're looking at it and you're like, what the fuck streets are they in? Because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And also, they don't go off Lombard, do they? I can't remember now. No. Because that would be the most iconic thing to do in San Francisco. Especially, okay, since we, you're, you live in San Francisco, I lived there forever. And yeah. um, where they end, which is Palace of Fine Arts, and they're, I think they're in California slash, or they're making it seem like it's California Street, and maybe Lombard at points. Yeah. You would... It, it's the only like I was just trying to follow like where in the map they were they at going? Yeah. because okay the the hotel where they're in, they're at the Fairmont it's hotel in Cal- it's, yeah it's on California right yeah or no it's right next to, to um yeah it's pretty to close. Bill Graham Center and so I worked I used I worked there for like seven years like two blocks from there and um, and I'm like. It's so hard for them to get from there to Lombard and like. The, yeah, they could, they skip so many to, streets yeah. to go straight into it. That's what I was trying to. Yeah, that's what I was trying to like try to follow through, and then I was like, "There's no logic. Like, there's no, no. Like, this movie was shot. It's definitely shot in San Francisco. Yep. But it was definitely shot to make it seem like it was those the hill streets from San Francisco. True. But if you are from San Francisco, you're like, no, no this doesn't yeah, make logical yeah, exactly. sense. Like, I don't even remember the, the fountain <coughs> that was in the Palace of Fine Arts, like in the center. I don't remember that at all. So I don't think that is that was even there. 
You know, I think that's artificially put there. Where he's, uh, where Mason, where Sean Connery is talking to his daughter. That whole fountain that they were sitting on. I can't, but there is a fountain there, though. I don't remember it being in the center. Was it in the center? But it's not in the center. It's like, um, because the, because when he, he, you mean where, where he starts talking to his daughter, right? Yeah. Okay, which also we never ever hear about his daughter ever again, except for that one scene. But anyways, um, I don't remember that she, fountain. I feel like they're coming out of the actual, the little dome place. Yeah. And they're walking towards, because there's like a little lake in front of where the the fountain is. Yeah. God, I got to look up pictures now of, of Palace of Fine Arts. Because I remember like being in the Palace of Fine Arts and taking pictures of the dome from below. And I don't remember yeah, yeah, any yeah. fountain there because I, I remember taking the picture of the dome from underneath. Oh, you're right. I think maybe they added the, the water fountain because there's definitely a place to sit where right? it seemed like there would be a water fountain. But you're right. It doesn't. You're right. I don't remember there being a water fountain. Yeah, no, the fountain that I was thinking of is inside the little lake thingy. Because, you know, like, they have, like, water that shoots out in the middle of the lake. Yeah. Is it? So it's not the same one that we see in the film. I don't think now that I, you're... Ugh, I have to rewatch it. There's, like, a... <laughs> but, look, the thing that's confusing is that Right outside the little dome area, yeah, like where they would come out of, yeah. There's like a little round circle, little plaza thing, and there's seats in the middle there, but I don't remember there being a fountain there. So you're right. Maybe that fountain was either added, yeah, well, or it, they just it, it, the fountain and the the benches look very much like cement, so it didn't really match the whole scheme of everything. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I mean, you have to go drive to Palace of Fine Arts. Also, they've done a lot of reconstruction to the Palace of Fine Arts. I remember that for sure. Because it's been like it how many look... years? Over 20, 30 years? Close to 30 years since The Rock or something? Yeah, 96. That's... Yeah, that is... That's... Uh, that, no, that's 20, 30. Yeah. Yeah, 34 years or something like that. Fuck, that's old, man. No, that's not 34 years. It's 20, <laughs> I was 24 like, years. I was like, what the? My that's math a, is completely off. You're just saying your age, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. Um, for sure. I just saw an aerial picture of this, of Palace of Fine Arts. We're spending way too much time about <laughs> Talking about Arts, San Francisco. <laughs> I think you just need to take a drive there one of these days. Because don't you work? Well, you're not working there anymore. I mean. Because of COVID, I can't be near there. Because of COVID, near yeah, there. you're not there, there. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, didn't look up, I didn't look up whether or not they filmed that, that scene there or not. So, I can't tell you that. Yeah. But, dude. Okay, so. This is, however, The Rock is one of the ultimate, like, 
if not the ultimate one, because I guess maybe his ultimate one would be Bad Boys. But this is a complete Michael Bay movie. Like, oh this yeah, is, dude, for this sure. This is where Michael Bay is like, this is who I am. This is his second movie. His first movie doing all on his own. And this is just him being like, yo, this is me and you're going to love it or not. Yep. Also, this is the first, uh, this is one of the first like big, big blockbuster, like what defining what we know now as those blockbuster hits. Yeah. Because um, that summer, uh, let me see, I looked this up, uh, movies that came out. Well, I do know, like, there are certain scenes that were exactly like Bad Boys with the whole turnaround with Nicolas Cage well, yeah, getting yeah. up. So that's his right, signature right. thing. Okay, so that summer, right, that month, Mission Impossible came out, hmm. Twister came out, and Independence Day came out. Damn. And also The Hunchback of Notre Dame. But, dude... That was like the summer that defined more or less what blockbusters movies were after that. Since then, you know, we've had, especially because that was Michael Bay. That was his second summer releasing one of those major blockbusters. And he did Bad Boys and then he did this one. And then after that, he just keeps coming up with these crazy ass... um, and he, blockbuster, like, and he always has like the same. Like you mentioned this before, and in, in other things that we've talked about, he uses the same color scheme. So it's always that orange uh, filter for every one of his scenes. Like he used it in Bad Boys. He used it in Bad Boys Two. Uh, he used it on The Rock for sure, uh, and Transformers. Yeah, yeah, dude. And, and okay, so this is like a little funny. Thing that I read while they're doing while I was researching The Rock yep um that he there is about five other minutes five whole other minutes yeah of uh of helicopter scenes he was obsessed uh, apparently he's obsessed with helicopters so okay did you notice okay. how much fucking helicopter scenes there is there's a solid two and a half to three minutes of just pure helicopters flying Damn, I didn't, and I didn't also <laughs> just living I, just living in San Francisco I don't think I ever saw that much unless it was Fleet Week there was never any like aircraft around but unless he just there's like filmed, a fire <laughs> yeah he spent a crazy amount of time just filming helicopters and people are like why and he's like because why the fuck not? Like, <laughs> he's not? like, it's helicopters. <laughs> yeah. I can do whatever so, I want. <laughs> so he has a crazy amount of helicopters in, in it. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. There's a lot of memorable lines, too, from this movie. True. And, uh, and you see, like, Nicolas Cage go, like, crazy. And that's what you're know, you know him for, you Nicolas know? Nicolas Cage is too... Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like the it's it's weird because like when I see him here I think of a, a, a face off, and I think ex- he's like playing the same character uh, on those two. It feels like it. <laughs> yep. And then when I think of like National Treasure, he's like a little bit different. Uh, he's not yelling as oh. much. No, he's not. But Which yeah. I have a theory. Right after this, after he marries that that his girl. Something has to happen because that's the start of National Treasure. 
<laughs> That's your theory? Because he finds those pictures. Yeah. It's somehow connected. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but for real, though, Nicolas Cage was great. Is this one of his best movies? Um, At least when it comes to, like, that whole action genre. I mean, uh, I guess National Treasure is a good one. The first one. The second one was okay for me. Uh, Con Air is memorable, but it is kind of weird if you really look at it. I feel like we might have to watch that next time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no memorable beards in it, so it has to wait. Well, he kind of has a stubble. (laughs) And he has long hair. That's true. But just at the beginning, I think. He he looks like John Mason. (laughs) He looks like Sean Connery. He does kind of look like him, yeah. Dude, he has... uh, So right after this movie, he released Con Air. And then right after Connor, oh, you know what? Snake Eyes. That has to be oh. one of his best roles. Gone in um, sixty seconds is another one. Oh uh, yeah. So dude, he Nicholas Cage was just the master of the nineties, bro. Yep, he was. Okay, the movie that I like that I I've brought up a couple of times and you're like whatever. <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas was in the nineties. Whatever. Firebirds. <laughs> Trapped in Paradise, Living in Living Las Vegas, The Rock, Kiss of Death, Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, Snake Eye, Eight Oh Eight Millimeters is a good movie too. Um, Bring Out the Dead and Technically Gone in Sixty Seconds was filmed in the nineties, but came out early two thousands. I think it's a summer two thousand movie. Yeah. 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 So, but, I think uh, his character was pretty good for it. Um, especially because he was always like has that anxiety and to set the everything up is just him wanting they wanted to give him the syringe when the whole thing happened and he said no syringe but then he had to do it near the end of the film so it kind of is a nice yeah. callback to it uh, yeah dude yeah this movie is great um, the whole scene the whole car chase scene is the scene of the movie though I think that's the most that defines the movie I think that's because it starts off to me it starts off when he's getting a haircut yeah right and uh, dude the guy whoever's the guy that goes in there to cut the hair he's hilarious I oh think he's he was funny. great yeah he was so scared <laughs> he's like wait are you happy with your haircut <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's great. I talked um, talk to dude. my girlfriend about that scene, and she told me that Fairmont Hotel, she was in there before. So that's exactly... Oh, really? So it was actually... How it looks? It, how it looks. I think so. Look, I think that they did film that there because it makes sense. I don't think... They threw him over see, the balcony? I don't think Michael Bay... <laughs> this movie didn't make didn't have a big budget. So I don't think... Michael Bay had money for CGI yet. He was not nope. that big. Don't forget, I don't think Michael Bay... This is his second second time working, like, directing. Yeah, you know? and he they wouldn't, like... He wasn't big Put yet. in a lot of money for him because he's just his no. second film. There was an article that um, mentioned that Michael Bay did say uh, because Disney owned Touchstone and Touchstone was releasing the film. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That... 
uh, Sean Connery went up to Disney and was like, hey, give Michael Bay a break. You know, he's trying as best as he could. Just let him do his job because he was apparently taking yeah. too long uh, to create, to finish the film. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I saw that. Um, so I think originally there, like they, it was under seventy. Yeah. And they gave him seventy-five million because they were running out, and they didn't have an, the the couple shots that they still needed. Maybe if he wouldn't have recorded so many helicopters, he would have had <laughs> definitely more money. It was like, ah, oh, let's cut out one or two or two helicopter scenes, please. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I want to see the unreleased uh, <laughs> helicopter scenes. Because they got filmed. It just didn't get released. <laughs> now, now I'm starting to think this is the reason why they only had two blocks to film. Because all the money because went he to had the so many, yeah. Also, also um, the, it's the Air Force that comes in, in with those those planes at the end, right? Yeah. So, or is it the Marines? The strike team, yeah. Is the Air Force team, right? I think so. Whatever whatever branch of the military, they don't Force. use those airplanes. Mm. <laughs> those type of airplanes are not from that uh, specific uh, branch of the military. And so, like, they advise Michael Bay. Like, that was... I've read that in a couple of things where they're like, we advise Michael Bay that that airplane... No one flies that airplane in that branch that he's trying to work with right yeah. so he's like so we told him just switch the names and put different planes and they had the right planes but uh-huh. he didn't like how they looked so he brought in those specific airplanes and he's like and they're like no they, these don't work because it doesn't make sense the air force doesn't fly these planes yeah and he goes well they do now because it's my <laughs> movie I'm michael bay it's a special um, it's a special strike team i don't give a, a damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um yeah dude uh god he is so ridiculous michael bay and i love it yeah those three um, guys like michael bay nicholas cage sean connery those three made sean that connery film for too. sure i mean ed harris was pretty good in it uh you do ed harris is great he, his ultimate. character development was amazing for it though like the beginning uh talking to yeah. uh, you know the people in the cemetery or like you know the passing of them and just you know his plan from the very beginning uh he said it right in the beginning he's gonna get revenge for what's going on so his his character progression was amazing i think they did really good on him dude okay side note ed harris do you rather do you like him more in the truman show or apollo 13 I thought it was Apollo 11. No? It's not oh. Apollo 11? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. It is Apollo 11, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. I think Apollo 13 is a scary film. <laughs> no, no, no. It is Apollo 13, is it? dude. The Tom Hanks movie. Is it? Yeah. Dude, I haven't seen that since I was little. I think Apollo 11 is the one the you're scary one? Of. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the Apollo 11 is about the first moon landing, right? Is it? Yeah, 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 never mind. Because Apollo 13, they're just going to go. They and were stuck. He's excited. They he's were stuck be able to orbit t- or something? Yeah. 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 Damn, I haven't seen that in so long. I think... Uh, Dude, he was really good in the Truman Show, too. I might I might do an Ed Harris day with my girlfriend and, his, and her parents. Uh, but I think I would go with... 
Apollo 13. I like them there. That's I yeah, remember dude, him more on that one than in the Truman Show. He's the dad, maybe, in the Truman Show? I can't really remember. But he's really... He's just overall good, man. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Um, His yelling in The Rock was impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's an American classic. Um, Sean Connery okay, was uh, great. I like his character progression. Like I like that. For him, no one knew anything about him, but there was still some sort of record about him. Yeah. And I like how it ties all together to why he went to jail and how Nicolas Cage ended the film. So full circle right. is pretty nice. I like how his last line is, honey, do you want to know <laughs> who killed JFK? <laughs> right. Oh, shit. But yeah, Sean Connery was really good in that one. Uh, he did have a lot of uh, like one-liners where, <laughs> where it was it was great. There was a scene where Sean Connery just gives a thumbs up when Nicolas Cage asked him a question. <laughs> and he just leaves and gives him a thumbs up. Yeah. Fuck. Dude. Oh, dude, the greatest, the great line from that, uh, between um, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery is like, winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nicolas Cage, after several fighting scenes and stuff, he's like, well, she is the prom queen, and I went home with her, you know? Yeah, and then he cocks his gun. I think it was the whole, <laughs> when he gave him the gun and he had to shoot it, that was funny. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's great. Um, also, side note, I was just looking at movies that came out in 1996, and I think maybe we need to do a 1996, like, if we decide to do a, an episode a week, and we do for a month, we have to do 1996. Okay. Is it like... Well, like, let me just... It's crazy amount of good movies in 1996. Uh, let me see. Movies that I would be interested in doing. Skate from LA, which is something probably we could do. Uh, okay. Matilda came out. We could do Damn, that. I was just we just fun did of that The Rock. Me. Hard Eight. Twister is a good movie okay. with surprisingly decent CGI for 1996. The same thing with Independence Days, Mars Attack, oh. uh, The Cable Guy, which is still I'm freaking scared of that shit. Um, <laughs> let me see. A Time to Kill. Uh, Kingpin, Happy Gilmore, Scream, uh, Primal Fear, damn, hell, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Bottle Rocket. Damn, dude, that's, that's a lot of movies. Swingers, From Dust to Dawn. If we were to do an episode Fargo a week, this is like way too many. We, yeah, we for sure have to do Trainspoding. That's a great movie. And a Fargo. Um... Yeah, man, I'm just saying, like, if you want to choose something like that, 1996 would be the year. Uh, there's a lot to choose from in 1996, is what I'm saying. Yeah. We were, like, we were 10. Yeah, it could be our 10-year anniversary. <laughs> um, <laughs> we... <laughs> did, wait, did all of those come out in the summer? Because we could probably do that in the summer, because we could probably do... Um, For our birthday? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when they actually came out. I know Twister, uh, Twister and uh, Mission Impossible came out 
in the in Independence Day. It all came out in July. Yeah, so that makes sense. So we could do all four of those. Or uh, for sure, we should do that for our birthday month. Oh yeah. For July, we can. Uh, yeah. So let's go back to the Rock. Um, yeah, you the think rock. you you're good in, to rate it right now? Oh, for sure, man. This is a fun movie. Yeah. It's great nostalgia for me because I. You grew up with mostly. It. I'm. I didn't watch it in 1996 because I for sure this is a blockbuster movie for me. Yeah. So this this probably came out in blockbuster like what early 1997. Probably. Which was fine because I, I think at that age. <sighs> Some like I just remembering nostalgia for me plays a lot a big role in this movie for me. Yeah. Because I remember, um, fuck with my dad we would watch kung fu movies. Yeah. We would get them at Blockbuster. Oh, do you remember the best of the best? Yeah. Those movies. I gotta cough. Ten seconds. <clears throat> so, we would rent the best of the best and whatever other action movie so i remember watching the best of the best and the rock several times um when i was around that age um i'm nah. giving this a four though i'm going with a four i'm gonna go with a four too i remember watching it when i was little um and growing up in a all spanish home i never understood anything so watching it now yeah. it's like oh crap this actually makes sense the story was pretty good. It, it had pretty good character development for Ed Harris. Uh, for all of them, actually. For, like, Nick Cage uh, and Sean Connery. I would go with a four. Yeah, for what he had, man. Like, the visual effects. He didn't have CGI, yeah. but he did have practical effects when, you know, bubbling up a face and stuff. So that was pretty good. He knew it how to shoot It was pretty that, good, man. Um, a lot of helicopters. To me, <laughs> I'm all for it. I didn't know that was his thing, but I, I am 100% for that. Yeah, um, four, four, that's like eight. Yeah. Let me write that or down. Or as our uh, reviews are, four shits. For shits. Four, four <laughs> shit emojis. Yeah. No, this is a good movie, man. I, I like it. I don't think it... And also, I feel like um, it, right now that people are talking about Sean Connery movies... Yeah. Um, they always keep bringing this movie up. It's it's definitely, I mean, like this and like I'm gonna go ahead and say Red, the Search for Red October or whatever it is. Mm. That's another one of his iconic movies, James Bond. But yeah, for sure, this is, has to be one of his biggest, uh, uh, very iconic movies of him, yeah. especially older, Sean older Connery. Sean Connery. You know, I agree. Because, like, Goldfinger is for sure one of my favorite movies from him. That's the James Bond movie. And, um... And this one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Should we move on to another beer? Yes. So this is, though, one of the films that we originally were going to talk before we found out of Sean Connery's passing. It was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, because... Yep. The Beards. Um, <laughs> True. Which there's so many other Western movies that have beard, but... This is the one that also, just came out. Yeah, this is a spaghetti Western. Um, I don't, this... I, I, to me, this is not the best Western movie in life. No? Which one is your but, the best one in life for you? 
I I want to say that a fistful of whatever fistful of dollars dollars is better. I like that one better. But this is a hundred percent one of my favorite soundtracks, and I would probably say it's top five soundtracks of all time too. But soundtracks. That's just strictly, yeah, okay, it's just strictly film then and not like film and TV. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not like, yeah, no, I mean like the score. Um, This has to be one of my favorite scores of all time. And it's something where like the score plays so much more to this movie than the actual actors. Because if you take away the score to this movie, it's just a lot of movement, a lot of just, um, beaten up old uh nasty looking cowboys True. just staring and walking and this but the the sound the soundtrack the the score is just like so huge and it's just yeah, it, it's, it is iconic it plays its own also like the it builds so much tension like it's so freaking ridiculous how much tension this music just plays i'm gonna have to say like it's hard to even think of other movies that I'm like, the scores are amazing. Yeah. Well, like, No Country for Old Man. I love the score for that. Uh, I think one of my favorite Hans Zimmerman, because I have to choose a Hans Zimmerman movie, it would have to be Dunkirk. Mm. Just because of the clock, the way the clock plays into that score. like. Yeah. And also, okay, it's a side note for Dunkirk. It's three stories. So... The soundtrack changes tone in each one of those three songs, the three um, stories. Mm, so it's okay. the same thing playing, but in different like keys, and it's in different for each of the stories. Yeah, so it creates a tone so it's, and emotion dude, for each one. Dude, it's exactly, and it sets, yeah. But anyways, that's another one that it would be my top five and. I guess just iconic would be Star Wars because uh, Star Wars it has to be some of the most. Yeah, it true. has to be ideally. Also, I guess if you consider Star Wars the original Star Wars or, or New Hope, yeah, a Western that has to be one of my favorite westerns. If you true. consider it a western, a western. In a yeah. way, it is. Yeah. I mean, it follows the same ideas. It's it's just in space instead of in the old west. Partially, yeah. Yeah. But without a doubt, dude, the good, the bad, and the ugly is definitely one of my favorite, all time favorite, like just movies overall. I think. Yeah, I, I think uh, this film is the one I remember most out of all three. Uh huh. I don't. I don't know why I can't remember the other two. I know, like, I know Angel Eyes is still there, and I know like yeah. Clint Eastwood is still there. But I, I just that's it. Like, I don't remember much about it. Uh, but this about one, this movie? No, about the other ones, like a fistful of dollars or for a few dollars more or whatnot. Uh, this yeah, yeah, the yeah. third one, like the good, the bad, and the ugly, is the one I do remember out of the three. Uh, I would have to watch the other two to really like compare all three of them. Because you did say, like, this one is not, like, your, like, complete favorite, but it's still up there. Um, no. And I think one of my favorite movies from these two duos is Once Upon a Time in the West. 
And that is... Who's in that movie? Once Upon a Time in the West is such a good film. I remember I kept watching it uh, when I was in my What's city college name? day. Yeah, uh, Charles... What's the main character's name? Charles Branson, maybe? I don't remember. My dad, my dad used to freaking love that guy. He's an action, he's <laughs> an action hero. Yeah, but yeah, Once Upon a Time in the West is is. I think that one would probably be the the highest one for me. Yeah, but soundtrack, sound score wise, I don't think those two guys together did something as great as the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, it's just very, very iconic. Yeah. For um, for the Good and the Bad and the Ugly. I I saw it with my girlfriend and I saw it from beginning to end and I jokingly told her like hey we're going to watch this you have to pay attention because we're going to watch the Mandalorian season 2 and oh, and Mandalorian is a western you know so I need you to pay attention to this so you can compare it to the Mandalorian so that's what we were doing throughout the okay. whole film just should, taking everything in. Should we in. get into that now, or should we take we, a pause and then get into that, or later? Uh, we will get later. into that later. Okay, okay. Uh, because All we right, need to finish okay. talking about the good, the bad, and the okay. ugly first. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Because, yeah, it's ridiculous, The Mandalorian and, and how this movie connect. Um, yeah, dude, I love the whole... You know me, I, I'm a sucker for uh, cinematography. Yep. And, dude... The way, I think my favorite scenes, uh, shots overall, is when you're, like, in this, like, wide screen. Mm -hmm. It's, like, wide shot, right? Where you have, like, bam, you set up the world. And then I just, it's so interesting to me how he goes, he switches back and forth of, like, here's the freaking desert and and really tiny you see a little horse moving yeah like wait in the distance and then you cut and you're zoomed into whoever's riding that horse face yeah they go right? from an and extreme then, long shot or wide shot to then, an extreme yeah. close-up and then you zoom and then you go back and then you zoom in and it's the same thing when like even like back to the future gets so much the third one, it's so much from this movie. Oh, no, it's the second one, right? Uh, no, you got third it right. The, the third, third one, one yeah. the third one, yeah. It, it's so much from it because it's like it, it has that same feel to it, too, where, like, you have, like, the long shots and then zoom in. And you when they're the fighting each other as well, the, you just turn on the Back to the Future yeah. car. Okay. <laughs> well, you mentioned the third one. I was like, all right, every time they're going to mention Back to the Future, I'm going to light it up, bro. <laughs> okay my bad so it's all good so yeah it's just like it, it that is so great that it's like you have those long shots you have the the zooming shots and not just that when they're like about to kill or when they're gonna execute the the ugly guy right the tu, his name is tuco which looks like your uncle to, by the way <laughs> he 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 does look like my uncle but <laughs> and when they're about to like execute him and like you know they're like reading him his last rites or yep. whatever, and uh, you have the shot from afar, and then they zoom into which I'm assuming are extras because they have they don't even know their names, so I'm guessing True. it's just extras that are watching the execution. Yeah, and you zoom into each one of their faces, and it's just like he's telling a story with no freaking words, with just zooming in, and then the score is just perfect too as well. You know, yeah. Um, 
Well, he kind, yeah, kind of does bit. tell a story, though, because, like, they are reading all his crimes. So when he's yeah. reading all the crimes... <laughs> so it's just reactions. The, yeah. it's, still re- like, it's, still original re- it's still original reaction videos. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. does kind of tell a story. It's like, ooh. Uh, For sure. <laughs> it was funny. Um, what I... F- something that I found about this, uh, I, I saw an interview with a guy named Tuco. Yeah. I forgot his name. I guess I should look up. But whatever his name is, um, he, this, the the whole movie was, um, the whole scene where uh, he has um, the gun, when he puts apart the gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first, first of all, two things about that. Okay, I'm not a gun person. Yeah. But, uh, and he says it too, the guy, the actor that played Tuco, he's like, yeah, I'm not a gun person, so I don't know what to do. He's like, I was just guessing what to do. That's all improv. That whole scene there is all what? improv. Dude, the guy, uh, the director is just like, it, do something with the guns. He's like, try to pick the best one. And he's like, which one's the best one? He's like, I don't know. Pretend like you're, <laughs> you're the actor. You're that person. You, you know what's best for you. There was no script to it. It was just like, pick the best gun. That's what yeah. it was. And he, so he's there and... Uh, so he puts apart all the guns. Yeah. And those are all reactions. Like the dude who's selling it, it those are genuine reactions because that guy actually knows about guns. And he's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then he puts, <laughs> he makes his own gun and he like tests it out. Like you would actually do if you have a gun and you're going to buy a gun. That's how yeah. you would like choose and look at the scope and everything. So he did it all guessing that that's what you would do. But the thing that is hilarious is that any person that's a gun person is outraged because you can't combine those three specific guns that they said. Yeah. They dare not compare. They're not compatible. Uh, compatible. So you can't. He you, what he did put them together. It's impossible. So it wouldn't work. So <laughs> that's that's saying. hilarious, man. This that scene is. Yeah. They made a callback to that scene, and they made a yeah. quick one on Solo. A Star Wars story. So oh, Woody Harrelson I, grabbed a gun and started taking it apart and putting it together to uh, give Solo or Han Solo the gun that he has now. Uh, so dude, and you start thinking every, like Solo is really a Western. Uh, so that one well, really is. is yeah. Until they kind of you can tell Solo they edited the shit out of it and made it not what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Still good though. I love it. <laughs> it was good, yeah. I mean, I think I watched it once, honestly. I need to rewatch it. Uh, but yeah, dude, that scene is so freaking hilarious. And knowing that he, it's just improv and him just doing it. Yeah. All right. So, without getting too much into, like, the whole... Or psychiatry or, like, the whole, like, super crazy philosophy behind this movie. Because I feel like there's so much shit that this thing covers. Yeah. Like, first of all, okay, it's... The intro scene, the intro shots have to be one of my favorite ways that movies get introduced. Like uh, that intros period, right? You yeah. you have that opening scene with Tuco is like in the shower and or in the, in the hotel, and yeah, they come and after for him. Jumps through the window, and he kills everyone, and he kills everyone, and it's just like the ugly. Also, that um, Quentin Tarantino is ridiculously inspired by, by this entire Western, movie because. Yeah. He's basically trying to recreate these movies over and over, especially that 
the the end scene the 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 scene at the end when they they have the shootout the three way shootout the Mexican shootout yeah that is from uh, what's it called that that one movie uh, one of Quentin's first movies uh, but anyways oh, like gosh. Quentin tense fuck I can't remember Reservoir Dogs <laughs> yes that one <laughs> it, it you know it's like it's he's completely imitating that but um. That was one of my favorite scenes in that yeah. film, though, when all three of them. Oh, for sure. And then Clint Eastwood shoots them. They actually both shot them, but Tuco yeah. did not have any bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Dude. made me and my okay. girlfriend laugh so hard because we were not expecting that for some reason. No, no. All right, so I for sure love those intros. And then I love the whole thing of... Okay, it's a spaghetti western. So yeah. regular westerns, you have like these this sheriffs, right? They're usually the the main characters, yeah. the heroes, and they're like clean shaved, and they have like shiny armor, shiny boots, shiny everything. Yep. But in this movie, there is no hero. They're all freaking anti heroes, which True. is insane, right? Uh, and then the one that they called the good, which to me, this is where I'm probably getting into too much philosophy or whatever, or this is how the world is. I just think it's funny that the person that's late, like how we, we get introduced to them is how we perceive them the rest of the movie. Yeah. Even though I don't think they necessarily, that's not who they are as they get introduced, right? Yeah. So the guy gets introduced as ugly. Who, yep. By the way, I think he is the nicest guy. He's probably the closest to being an actual hero in this movie that you can find, right? Yeah. And then you have the other guy gets introduced, and he's introduced as the bad. Angel Eyes, yeah. Angel Eyes, which... And then the and then Clint Eastwood, uh, Blondie, gets introduced as saving, quote-unquote, saving for money, Tur- Tuco, yeah. the ugly, and... He gets labeled as the good, and so you're assuming he's the the hero of the movie, and yep. I guess he is technically. True. But bro, okay, when it comes to kill shots, that's right. I counted kill shots. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Blondie, so Blondie, the quote unquote good guy, mm-hmm. kills eleven people. Okay, Tuco, the ugly guy, he kills six people, and Angel Eyes, the bad guy. Kills only three guys. So, really, who Who's is the really bad the guy? bad guy here? Okay, also, if you think about it, right? Okay, so Blondie has a friend named Tuco, right? They're friends, or I guess they're not friends. They're more like acquaintances or business partners. Yeah. Um, he gets over him and just, like, leaves him in the middle of the fucking desert and goes... Yeah, you, I'm over you. Like, you're never going to be worth more than $3,000. So yep. the the nearest town is 70 miles from here. I think you can make it if you hold your breath. A complete dick move <laughs> leaves him to die in the desert, right? Yep. Then Tuco catches up to him and kind of does the same thing. Switches it around, yeah. Instead of letting him die... He drags he him. rescues him. <laughs> and drags him and through then, the desert. Yeah, he... God, like it's a, the guy that's supposed to be the the ugly one is actually a better person than the actual good guy. And Angel Eyes, I don't. I mean, just because he has literally, he looks like the devil. <laughs> I think 
his yeah. eyes are, are considered angel eyes, but really he is just evil. Yep. And that laugh, bro, that laugh is like the most diabolical laugh there is. Yeah. Um, Side note. And also. That yeah. guy doesn't have the very top of his middle finger on his right hand, I think. Oh, what? Yeah. So like it's like. The actual person? Yeah. So his finger, his middle finger has like a section <laughs> that is cut off. That was cut off. Uh, in all three films, yeah. or the films that he was with Clint Eastwood, you would see his finger. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this one shows it a lot more than the other ones. Oh, interesting. Dude, he's also an escape from New York. For real? <laughs> oh, man. We, <laughs> all right. He's one of the main guys. He's one of the main uh, villains or bad persons in that movie. <laughs> seems like we got to watch Anyways, that. No. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably should. Um, yeah, uh, and then the ending, dude, like, also in the ending, like, Clean is like, Blondie just fucks over Tuco again, and it's like, come on, man, True. like, but at the end, it's just a great movie, because that's how the world is, right, you labeled a person as bad, so you're assuming he's the, the enemy of someone who yep. you assume is a bad character, you uh, assume him to be ugly, and then... The blonde, cute person is going to be good regardless if he kills 11 people or not. You know? True. Kills people. But he tricks people. Uh, he's yeah, a complete dick. He completely <laughs> tricked Tuco with no bullets at the very end. And he yeah. left him to hang and just to shoot. Yep. <laughs> to save his ass. And he shot him but still left him tied up. How is he going to... You know, yeah. but whatever. By the way, right before uh, they survive. all met up in the cemetery, yeah. and Tuco was looking for the name, that's the longest running scene in my life. Like, they show him running in circles, searching for the cemetery or for the grave, and it goes yeah. on for way too long for me. And the music was just so long. But the soundtrack so is great, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's just like, it's the exact same scene in a loop, and you just play the song. Yeah. And it's just, for me, it just felt like unnecessary. <laughs> it was just way too long for me. Yeah. Dude, yeah, there's a lot of things like that where you're just like, oh, my God. But... But even in that scene, you're building suspense with just the music, which True. is insane. It's just like the scene where they're, like, going to shoot each other when they're standing there, all three of them in the cemetery. Yep. Like, the music gets so intense that you're just like, oh, my God, someone just do something already. And you just keep having those switchbacks. The, that, that was really insane. I just love, like, the extreme long shot where you have Tuco and Angel Eyes just separate from each other. And then you have Blondie all the way on the other side with the rock with supposedly the name of the grave. And it's, it, since it's an extreme long shot, you do see a triangular fixture between all, all three of them. Uh, and you just focus in on all three because you don't know where you, what's going to happen. And I think the director did a, a great job doing that because, you know, having them like that, you already know the outcome because you have Angel Eyes at the very top and he's the main priority, so he had to go. So he already for, foreshadowed what was going to happen in that shootout scene, and I think that was great. That whole scene yeah, was good. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I just love, I love how this movie was filmed. I love the score; it's just perfect. They go well together. the The, the two guys that wrote um, 
Sergi Leone and uh, uh, Frick. What is the dude's name that wrote the the, the score to this? Uh, and no, Maricone or something like that. Yeah, Anita. Yeah, like out of the movies that did together, this is for sure hundred percent like spot on. You know, like just like for I said, the characters. Again, I said a million yep. times. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great movie, man. So, it's, a, it's a brilliant. Do you know anything movie. about how they filmed it and how they did the sound for the the audio for the characters? No. So what I read, I, and this was like years ago. What I read was that they record everything. Yeah. And they just eliminated the sound, or they didn't even have the sound, and they would have the actors come in and do voiceovers. So that for all oh, of those films, you would see that the sound is off compared to By what the, they're saying. But it's because they did the voiceovers. I think it it's was over overs. Yeah. Voiceovers. And the reason why it's called Spaghetti Westerns is Spaghetti is Italian and his director was Italian. He was doing something that, you know, and America it was filmed is, in yeah. Italy, no? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Dude, I love it, man. I, yeah, definitely. This movie is definitely my top ten. If not top five, but I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of movies in my top five, so yeah, I know, I know. Five. Like the first, but the first three are definitely the Back to the Future. For, for you, you got them. I'm pressing the buttons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this one for everyone. So for everyone who who obviously can't watch this because it's just me and Marlon seeing this, but because this is an audio podcast. He has uh, the DeLoreans back then, and they light up. So every time we mention Back to the Future, Marlon is lighting up the DeLoreans. Oh, yeah. I have it from Back to the Future Part 3 and Back to the Future 2. What about the first one? The first one, I have it as a Hot Wheel. Uh, These are the bigger boom. ones. Yeah. Get it together, I also have Get it together. I have this one, which is the, the first one, but it comes with the remote. Uh, it's like a remote control thing. Yeah, so this is from the first one. Wait, was that a? That wasn't a, a Comic Con thing, was it? No, this one was. I actually bought this at Target like uh, two weeks ago. Oh uh, what? Yeah, that's kind of cool actually. Yeah. So should we rate this? Yeah, dude, you convinced me, man. Before we even started talking, you were talking about how you wanted to rate this a five. I'm going to go with a five, yeah, too, to man. Me you convinced me, man. <laughs> you convinced me. It's like just it's, really looking at the film and the direction that they did every single thing. It's definitely a five. This movie is, is one of those movies also that I, I have a feeling that like if, okay, I, I don't, maybe when Emilio is older, yep. I'm going to go and show him this movie and he's going to love because it's it's I think it goes through time you know especially yeah especially now because I'm gonna give it a five as well so this is gonna be the highest rated movie we've done so far but I think that especially with like what the Mandalorian is doing and what like other like movie producers and directors are doing where they like clearly take from this movie and add to it yep I think it keeps this movie relevant. It keeps it alive, and it's just one. Of, it's a classic. It's like one of those movies True. where it's like, oh, this this movie singly handed has inspired so many people. Like so many people watched this movie and was like, 
I have to make something similar to that. Or if not that, I have to make something that is good or is like this. And yep. and that's why I think this movie is so great. Because it has that. Um, should we talk about The Mandalorian? Yeah, we can, man. <laughs> we can. We can do this really okay. quick. It's our, we're hitting a one hour mark. We are. We are. Really quick, I just want to say that The Mandalorian is basically freaking copying this movie. Like... Definitely Almost to the pieces, yeah. The, from the soundtrack, like the the score, the I can't tell the difference of the Mandalorian one and well, obviously <clears throat> in, in the good, the bad, and the in the ugly, it's yep. an actual physical instrument, and I'm assuming it's some sort of digital instrument that does the Mandalorian. Have you seen the gallery? It's, it's, the gallery on Disney? Parts of it. Parts of it, They yeah, do have an episode. Those. There is an episode where you talk one. about the music. I think that's the last one. I think that's the last one. Do they reference this movie? They have uh, to, right? Well, they just said stuff about Westerns, so. Yeah. But, but, but dude, they, you do see like, what he does, yeah. It's so so clear. Um, yeah, real, like this movie, uh, for sure, The Mandalorian is getting a lot of cues from this movie, um, which makes it great because I think the original Star Wars movie was, like I said, I consider it a Western. Yep. I know a lot of people might not, but I know that there's uh, more than one, me that think that the original Star Wars was a uh, a western and i think it's great that the mandalorian is doing it yep because it's it's going back to that originality of star wars of star wars being a western and the mandalorian is a hundred percent a western man it's the flow of it true the storylines like this last the first episode was great i loved it i love that they I give you a fake boba fett really good and then what seems to be the real boba fett at the end yep so it's 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 great could I just give you some predictions that I have for The Mandalorian Season 2? Go for it, even though we've heard a lot of rumors. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. I think, maybe not in this one, but I think maybe Season 3, if there's Season 3. I think there's already think a, approved for Season okay. 3. I think we're going to have to have a Luke Skywalker. A cameo? Um, a, at least he has to get mentioned. Because let's not forget, this is supposed to be taking place, according to the first episode we just watched, right a couple years after... Like five years the after second the second star, one blew up, yeah. The sec- yeah, which means it's like that's the end of the first trilogy, right? At the end of the first trilogy. Yeah. That's when this movie takes yeah. place. So, if we go by what happened in the second movie that recently came out, where they talk a little bit more of what Luke did, is mm-hmm. he and, and Leah trained. Leah, um, trained for a while until she became pregnant. And then she left to start the New Republic. And she had um, whatever his name is. Ben. A- Adam Driver. B- uh, yeah, Ben. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Luke starts uh, a, the, a new... Uh, a new Jedi temple. So I'm assuming eventually this series is gonna end with the child going to to the Jedi temple with Luke. I That's I what, will not I wanna agree say that. with that. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I will not. I, I 
I am going to say this right now. I'm putting my foot down. That's not going to happen, man. Hell no. You don't no. think it's going to happen? No, man. <laughs> because they already mentioned Ahsoka Tano, you know. She's not a Jedi. Exactly. So they you already... think she's going to be a force maneuver or whatever, but without becoming a Jedi? So there is no Jedi right now, you know, other than Luke. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what's going to happen. But he starts a school. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking like what's going to happen is they train him with the ways of the Force, uh, learning more about the Force, and Mando will also be learning from that. So you there's think Mando's gonna. He, he might be Force sensitive, man. Why? Why? He hasn't. He hasn't shown any signs that he's he has the Force. Yeah, of course not. But he could have some sort of level of it, you know, like and he a... never was in tune with it. Because the whole thing about the Force mm. is letting it be part of you and be in tune with like it. Like a solo thing? Yeah. Like a, yeah. Um, but I think it's what's blocking him is him being a Mandalorian that it's like they, he follows that culture. He follows that rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't force him to be there um the picture showed that sabine is gonna show up right the yeah. from rebels yep. she's supposed to be that wrestler uh, yeah, sasha banks man sasha banks. It, okay so i feel like she's I've, a great actress for it man yeah i've started re-watching the clone wars um or i mean the no, rebels the, rebels the rebels and would uh, i i do want to watch some more so i thought we were gonna see sabine this episode because he was looking for True. more Mandalorians. Yep. Um, dude, I love this. This episode was great. With the dragon was uh, was oh, great. Yeah. I the loved great it. Great dragon was awesome. Um, because we also get to see the skeleton in, in some of the New Hope and stuff, but it's obviously not the same one because this happens after it. But yeah, my girlfriend actually sent me an article, uh, and. It was about the the Tuscan. What is it? The Tuscan Raiders. The deaf actor Troy Kotzer helped form the Tuscan Raiders sign language for the Mandalorian. Oh really? Yeah. So that looks pretty cool. If you really start thinking about it, it's like wow they they recreated everything for it. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's nuts. Also, I thought it was great because now that we, I'm super excited for that one movie. What's that movie called that I was super excited for? <sighs> that Star Wars basically copied. Uh, um, um, um. What movie? That was supposed to come out this year. With uh, with uh, the other oh, the butthole that comes out, Dune. This yep. that dragon scene was like a, a super like exactly nod of the Dune. hat to Dune because it's yeah. like, True. yeah, it's great. They yeah. they did a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, they did the pod racer Easter egg, you know. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's great. But we'll see, man. I'm going to refer to this specific episode where I will tell people that I said Luke I, is going to show up <laughs> in The Mandalorian. If not this, I think I, he has to at least, someone has to know of him at least, right? Yeah, of course. It's, well, even though, even though, like, they're staying away from that whole thing because, like, no one knows who what a Jedi is. 
which is ridiculous, right? But I guess it makes sense because the only people that knew about Jedi's were Luke and... and yeah, yeah, because... It's been like 30 years since the, yeah. la- the other Jedi, so... And he... Like, That's Mando true. is probably in his 30s. So he, did, he he was there when the droids were there. Right, right. So he yeah. probably knew a little bit about Jedi, but... I wonder... Not probably. I not. wonder if the the New Republic is at all going to play into this movie or not. You know, probably the formation I'm of the First Order. Yeah, that would be has interesting. to be that too. Um, I'm excited. I'm still waiting for pirates. I want to see pirates. Um, like Hondo Anaka. Yeah, that'll be dope. I want to see pirates. I want to see Ahsoka, which. Hopefully she doesn't show up until the last episode because it could be something where they're like she's gonna be an important person the for the third season. Okay, what do you think is gonna happen in the next one, the one that comes out in the two days from I now? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still in Tatooine, so uh, I would probably assume that he would try to fix the armor to figure out what was going on and see if there's any data on it, but. I actually don't know how yeah. if they would have any data. That's what I'm saying. Look, if they have data, we're assuming it's going to be some sort of like video or something on it or something. It could be. It could be a video, and, then, and you would see Luke like show, that. Mm-hmm. Luke's gonna come and play, bro. If not by the end of the season, soon enough, we're gonna have Luke in this at least by name. There's. Sh- I mean, I just feel like there has to be some sort of mention of him. Uh, um, I, think, I also like that the I, child didn't have anything to do in this in this last other episode. Other than, like, way, push the cuteness for us. Yeah. It'd be a little bit of a comic relief. Adorable ass mother... You know. <sighs> yeah. I think... But uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited for it. I think, I think the, like, the higher-ups will not want Luke to show up. Because that would be too much... Cl- too close to the film's... Yeah, I, you're right. I can see that. I can also see that it would be impossible to try to recreate a young Luke because you have to have a younger yeah. Luke Skywalker than what we have, uh, than what Mark Hamill would be essentially now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyways, that's just, I guess, me uh, hopeful, wish, wishing. Wishful thinking. Thinking, wishful thinking, yeah. Um. All right, man. I think we should be done. Now we should yep. wrap this thing up. Yep. I didn't even get to tell my weird ass story from the weekend. All right, I say we have five more minutes. You can tell your story now. It's not even a weird. It's not even funny or weird. But okay, so I went to a hot tub party for. Okay, um, that is weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been going to a, a couple of them, and then. Uh, we started playing Jenga, but with shots. So, like, if you knock over the Jenga, you have to take shots. Yeah. It's fun, dude. It gets fun. People get really drunk. It's really funny. It, it, it's, I think, at the peak, we've, we've doubled the size, almost. Yeah. And so, it's, it's just really, it's just been really fun. But anyways, um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay, so, we're in the middle of playing Jenga. We're probably halfway in. People are drunk, but not drunk, drunk. But there's someone that had been losing a lot, so they're drunk for sure. Yeah. And there's this new people that showed up that haven't been really hanging out with us lately. And they come, and one of them is a... Tw- they're twins. So there's three of them. One's a twin. 
And I'm freaking out because I'm like, are they twins or am I just like seeing double? And, like imagining, <laughs> right? And then I asked, I'm like, wait, you guys are twins, right? And, the, and then they played like they didn't know what I was saying. And then the other, there's another guy with the twins. And then that guy just straight up, as I'm pulling my Jenga pieces, just starts asking me questions about how much money I have in my bank accounts and uh, how much money I make. Oh, my God. And all this shit about money. And I'm just like, is he fucking with me? Or is he for real is trying to have a conversation about my like my economy right now? And so, anyways, that's just my random ass story of how... Um, shit, something just fell. Uh, just how this, this guy made me completely uncomfortable. Damn. And to this moment... I'm still thinking about why did he ask me about my money and how much money I have in my bank account. Like, because he's creepy as fuck. He also looked like Adam Driver. But, yeah. I guess it's a horrible story. But, that's it, man. Like, you didn't give him Um, your number or anything, right? No, no. No, no, you you didn't drop your wallet? No, it was weird. And, yeah. But everyone, like, he's friends with everyone else that's there. But, you know, I just, because of COVID, he hasn't been around. Um, he just sounds socially awkward, man. <laughs> yeah, it tripped me out. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, what if he's one of our but, listeners, man? Now, now I'm nervous. That's what I'm thinking, too. Don't ever I'm mention like, my name, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention we had a podcast. If he, 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 he's you one really? of our listeners. Oh, yeah. How much money do you make off of that podcast? It's like, <laughs> we're amateurs, man. We do it for free. <laughs> I should say a million dollars. Um yeah, but anyways, we're getting to our and uh, way too long, more than what we expected to be talking. But anyways, fun. it was fun though. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. We're gonna do some more next one. We're doing more beard stuff. Yeah, I, I think we gotta do <laughs> two beard movies again, uh, and then see we'll how our beard it. looks, we'll... and then. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna finally go in for a haircut tomorrow. Nice. But I'm not shaving my beard. Better now, man. Um, okay. All right. All right. Well, thank thanks you guys for listening, for listening to us. Oh shit! Both of us. All right, we timed At it the right. Same time. All right, you go that first. Perfect. No, you go. You go. You go. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, that is the end of our podcast. I actually don't know how to end this. This is horrible. Damn it! You should go, don't man. F- <laughs> don't forget to subscribe and yeah. review us, and and if you go to Anchor FM. Dot .fm slash today's podcast. Nope, today's, today's Zoom. Today's Zoom, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, damn it, man. You can listeners somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave us voice messages and, and voicemail or whatever, and we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll listen to it live. Um, yeah, or something. ask questions. We'll something out. Yeah. Give us uh, Anyways, some ideas of what to watch or something. Yes, give us suggestions. Um, yeah, and share it, whatever. So till then, till next time. Peace. Yeah. Later. See Bye. Ya. I don't know how to say goodbye.